it's Megan. And Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too. Where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, what happened? That was like a weird little, you know, when you have like a throat, like a throat sound. When it's like, yeah. Speaking of sounds, thunder just hit. Whew, and it looks oh, nasty outside. I like completely just mentally, I'm not a complete human today, as we discussed. I completely blocked out that there's something happening outside of my apartment at all and that it's not sunny. And uh, anyways, how are you? <laughs> I've had a, we have a lot of time together in the last few weeks. Yeah, we honestly, we could just skip the how are you yeah, because it's been like, what, two days since I last saw you? Um, for anyone who follows us on Instagram, quick plug for that. It's at itscool.us2. Um, we were together this weekend. We went to Blues Fest. Um, we had a riot of a time on Saturday night at Pitbull. It was, we were feral. <laughs> Yeah, like fully feral. Like, there's so many videos. I was like, we we absolutely can't be posting that. Like, no. Also, the one we posted that my sister took of us, I was like, we kind of look a little gay for each other. <laughs> oh, it's really weird. Like, at one point, I'm like backing up into you, and then I also there's like a point where like I put my hands over my mouth and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like blank like, turn back to Carly. Like, what was that about? We don't know. Um, <laughs> we weren't ourselves. Yeah, that was so weird. I was definitely feeling myself that night it um, wasn't even really me it was like almost my alter ego was out on saturday your night representative my representative <laughs> it was a time and slight shout out to so my good. slight shout out to my sister who may possibly be the best wing woman in history you pointed a guy you think is cute She's getting you in. No questions asked. No it's hesitation. She has no fear. None. She doesn't second guess it herself. She's just like, oh, that guy? Okay, sweet. I ended up talking to like several very attractive men. Tall men that night. I love you qualified that they were tall. <laughs> yeah, it was important for me. I was like, I don't know if men are just taller in Ottawa, but they just seemed... It was yeah. No, like she would go up. She went up to like at least three or four different guys in the bar that night being like, I'm looking for my brother. Would you like to be him? <laughs> I'm sorry. This, she is, honestly, I say all the time, like my sister is my favorite person on the planet, genuinely. And I feel like you got a good glimpses to like yeah. why this weekend. Yeah, she's she um, she is engaged, like has a great partner, so she didn't need to look for herself. Um, so she was just on it for us. She's just it out was... there stealing bucket hats for the cause and doing the the salt and pepper shaker dance moves. Yeah, like she also, doesn't care. I was just thinking about this, like so. Me and my friends do this all the time, and I don't know if anyone else can relate, but me and Cole were like, we had such a civilized evening on Friday night, so we. It was actually like unbelievable. We ordered pizza, put face masks on, and watched all three of the first episodes for the second season of The Summer I Turned Pretty. Yeah, it was great. We were like all cuddled up in bed by like 
ten thirty or something. Yeah. And then we like had a lovely brunch and went shopping the next day, you know, like 30 year old vibes. And then that day before we went to Blues Fest, we were like, you know what? Like, we're going to come home after the gig. Just like chill. I've got an, a train in the morning. You know, we want to be like, you know, our best selves on Sunday. Q2, 2.30 in the morning, running into the house. I answered the door for our McDonald's with no pants on. Which And I, I asked I- you. I was like, <laughs> Megan, you don't have pants on right now. I was wearing like underwear. It's not like yeah, I was, like, but like your ass mood. was out, and I was like, yeah, it was. This? It really was. It was inappropriate. I'm so sorry to whoever that person was. Um, couldn't tell you what he looked like. Couldn't tell you. But we weren't home. <laughs> no, we were not home. But yeah, cue to that. And then Sunday we woke up, and I was just like, oh, I woke up. I oh. think at six in the morning. I crawled out of my cave went to the air conditioning and turned my air conditioner down, I think to like 19. And I was like, it is not cold enough in here. <laughs> and then I went back to bed, came back out at like nine. And I think I exited my room at that point, just in my underwear, just holding my boobs because I was like, it was too hot. I had to just rub. Like I was sweating <laughs> everywhere. Oh yeah. You did come out just like stark naked. Just like, I was like, I can't. I was, I was like, stunned. Hey, what's, what's up? Stunned. The yeah. Was stunned. Um, but yeah, no, we had a great time. And then uh what else did we do? Oh, we went golfing. You met my friend Kate. Yes, that was really, really fun. I I don't want to put words in your mouth, Nicole, but I think you did say I was a natural. You were. You were very good. I was very impressed. Like you made contact pretty much every time with the ball and like got lift too. Yeah. Yeah, I did get lift. Um, I was just so shocked at how good Nicole is at golf. Like, I really wish that we could have gotten that on video because Nicole just like, I guess I just had either blocked this out or wasn't paying attention when you were talking sometime because I did not realize that you had been playing golf since you were six and Nicole goes to like hit a ball or whatever. She's like (laughs) prepping and I'm like, okay, wow, like, this is going to be kind of cool, you know, like, seeing her golf for the first time. And then she just hits this fucking ball so far and high. I was, I turned around and I was like, I'm a little attracted to you right now. No, and like, you literally, honestly, you literally turned around and were like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was absurd. I've literally, I was like, holy, f- she is so talented. Like, why are you Ugh. not... Why are you not on the circuit? Is that what they call it? The professional golfing circuit. Because yeah, I'm not good enough for that. Well, it seems like you might be. I don't know. I'm. Well, we all we did was go to the driving range. We didn't actually play golf. So, like, let's also <laughs> temper our excitement. Okay, um, but you are really good. So just own it. I can hold my own. Yeah, I'm not consistent though. That's my. That's the biggest downfall with golf. But oh, I see. Well, you yeah. are really pulling out all the stops for me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. And Kate was anyways, really good too. Yes. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, but yeah, overall, we've spent a lot of time together in the last few weeks because we were also mm-hmm. at your cottage before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been busy. We're both doing the damn thing. Yeah, I think I said this last time, but I'm, or maybe I haven't, I was just thinking it, but I'm like way overcommitted for the summer. 
um, I kind of did like a last summer. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make too many plans. And this summer I'm like, oh, every night let's have a plan. Cool. That's a good idea. I'm exhausted. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is just like our natural state now. But in between, we have been finding time to go on dates, which I guess it's the summer of outside, as Tink says. It's the summer to get out there. We're doing it, especially Cole. You're, I'm sorry, it makes it sound like you're going on a date every night, but like you're, you're doing so good. You're getting out there. I need to get the momentum kicked back into gear. But I, yeah, no, I went on a second date with someone from last week, last night. I was good. And then I came home and for like an hour, I just shoveled like chicken (laughs) and then nachos and queso into my mouth because I was starving. So it was a real highlight for me. Um, Yeah, it's, we're, we're doing it, but it's, it is hard and it's effort. And I forgot how much effort dating is, even if you like the person. Yeah. Um, But uh, that's why we want to talk about this today. Before we get into that, because she's just the absolute freaking cutest and it kind of goes to what you were saying about like that momentum. Yeah. So my mom listens to the app like every single episode. It's like her Friday night ritual. And then she sends me usually the cutest notes with her feedback. And I have to read you the note from last week because we talked about first dates. So my mom goes, I think this is one of my favorites. So fun. The before and the debrief. Loved it. Okay. So for Meg, she needs to keep dating. It's like if you go to the produce department of a grocery store, the stuff today is fresh. If you wait six months to date again, that produce will also be fresh, but you've missed out on a whole bunch of fresh (laughs) produce in between. It's way better than the canned goods with a long shelf life, if you get my point. I'm sorry. Best analogy. She's so wise. And then she goes on to me. She goes, as for you, I know you want the fireworks, but that's the fire that can burn hot to start and die quickly. What I want for you is the slow burn. You can't possibly know on one date if this is the one. Nice, respectful, thoughtful. You don't always find that in instant chemistry. Smokescreen guy who you're going to try hard to impress and might miss the flags. That's just two cents from mom, but sometimes I can actually be wise. I Like, it's just actually such good advice. Yeah, and it's just so cute. Such good advice. Like, we've decided, I don't know if you've told your mom this, hopefully she listens to it, and we're going to do, like, a weekly Nancy advice segment, like, to kick Mm. us off, because she listens to every episode, she's a stan, and she's so freaking wise. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, she just got, oh my god, did I have a stroke? (laughs) She's got good perspective, but... On that, something that is uh, really important to remember as we're getting back into dating and we need to pace ourselves is the challenge of losing yourself Um, or the challenge, I guess, of not losing yourself when you're dating. Yeah. So Cole and I were thinking about this or I think we were kind of like noodling around it for a little while because I was like, like, I think historically I've always struggled with like checking in with myself when I'm dating because I love that like initial feeling, especially when you like someone, right? Like it's one thing to go on a first date and be like, okay, like, you know, not the right vibe or that's not the right person or whatever. And you kind of move on to the next, but when you are excited about someone after a few dates and you're like, okay, like this could be something 
I tend to let the, what is like the analogy where it's like, I kind of run away with that feeling. Like I just get like so swept up in it. And um, I haven't met anyone recently who I feel that way about. So it's a little bit different, but I was kind of reflecting on how nervous I am for that. But then it's also interesting because as I've gotten more confident and as I've I guess gotten more selfish about dating. I don't want to be too closed off or like, or be so unwilling. Yeah. Like so unwilling to sort of open up and share myself. And I think it's, it's like this weird delicate balance of like, you need to check in with yourself. You need to make sure you're not getting swept away, but you also do have to be selfish. And like, how do you do that? And I know we've done a ton of dating content, recently but that's kind of like where we're at right now and that's kind of what it's I'm concerned about grappling with yeah um so wanted to have a quick a little a little convo about it um Cole how are you feeling just in terms of in terms of dating good optimistic um but I think we've talked about it before like I'm I've just realized how hard I've gotten over the last mm. few years and like um, the shell and the wall that I put, like, I'm essentially a vault of emotion, (laughs) like, and, um, I think out of necessity in some situations, my guard's just been really up and I haven't necessarily met some of these guys halfway, whether it's on dating apps, whether it's, um, in dating, et cetera. And I kind of had a bit of a reality check this week. So the guy I went out with last night, I had forgotten, but the night of our first date, we had agreed to go out on Sunday. And I forgot, and I was not myself on Sunday at all. You Like, I was a shell of myself. And he had messaged me around, like, early afternoon being like, are we still good for dinner? And I was – I had to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I forgot, like, all this stuff. And he – few hours later sent me a message and was like, listen, like I get it, but dating's hard. And you know, I forgot isn't really the energy I'm looking for. Roles reversed. Would you be okay with it? Like how, what would you do? And it was kind of, um, a bit of a reality check for me that, um, made me kind of sit back and be like, he's totally right. Totally fair. So I picked, I picked up the phone. I didn't text him back. I called him. Um, had a conversation, apologized, um, kind of laid out whatever. And then I was like, listen, I do want to see you again. Tell you what, I'll take the lead. I'm going to plan the next date. That's good. And so totally, right? Like, And if I wasn't into him or like interested in seeing him again, would I have done that? Probably not. Um But I think for a while there, I was like, not just with him, but like just dating in general, very much like, what's the word I'm like thinking of? Like almost coming into it very like clinically or very like. Like unemotionally, um, like. Exactly. And not really human. (laughs) in some ways I mean like I'm so curious because like I don't see you that way right like it's it's interesting because 
when you're really close with someone, you don't see, I mean, yeah, you get a different side. Yeah. You get a different side, but I'm wondering like, what does that look like on a date for you? Like, can you like, can you like recognize what those sort of habits are or like a mode that you go into? I think on a date, I'm okay. Okay. Like when I'm in front of someone, I think I'm pretty good. I think it's the texting. I think it's the messaging. I think it's everything leading kind of up to that being in person. Um, But I also think maybe it's like closed off body language. Maybe it's not necessarily being like as flirty or as um, kind of relaxed as maybe I would want to be on a date. Right. Um, Or as like carefree. Like, and again, like part of that comes from just necessity in some ways, like having my guard up and, and feeling that sort of way. And now it's very much, okay, how do I slowly start peeling back the layers, but how do I do it with people that deserve it? And how do I not give it to just anyone, everyone, but allow myself, regardless of who I'm matching with or interacting with or talking to, to um, be a little bit more vulnerable and human in like as we're dating online because it's really fucking hard. Whereas like as we're out, I think meeting people in person, it's that's kind of a bit of a different one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and it's like, I was trying so hard yesterday. I was saying to Cole, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do an episode on this. And then I was like struggling to articulate what it exactly it is. And it's like, the in-between of like, you're not going, it's not the first date. It's not even maybe the second date, but it's like, when, when do you stop? When do you start to open up like other parts of yourself and how do you know that that person deserves it? And like, I think, you know, that's the really scary part, right? Like that's their vulnerability part. And I think for me, I've historically always done that way too early like I kind of and that's that's a part of who I am like I just give everyone everything and that's something that I've like had to work on in therapy and you know understanding like when I can like actually handle that and when I can't but I think what you're describing is like the modern dating dilemma of like when does it become and, and also we were talking about this before we jumped on but like how long do you give a person that you're seeing before you know if it's like worth it for you? Like, you know, we're in our thirties. We're not expecting to necessarily have those like immediate butterflies, but like, how do you know if the butterflies are going to happen? Maybe it's not butterflies, but how do you know that it's going to progress into something that's like worth you giving that part of yourself emotionally and mentally? Yeah. I, I just, on my drive home from work, I was listening to Tinks. Yeah. <laughs> because as always. Um, and she was talking about how there's three types of connection. There is uh, intellectual, emotional, and physical. And, you know, if you have one of them, it's a fling. If you have two, you could have a pretty solid relationship. But she was talking about how her and her girlfriend, you know, were like, you know what? Fuck it. No, I want all three. I don't want to settle yeah. for two. And I kind of find myself going back and forth being like, 
okay, this is what I want, as we all do, but, like, would I be okay with two out of three? Like, do I need the which three? Which just feels like a business negotiation, which feels so shit. Like, a hundred percent. You know, and it's that. And. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. And I think for me, I have to kind of, it's balancing. Listen, what do I want? Versus like almost like the the fear, the anxiety around not getting what I want. It's like that's the, the dance that I'm playing with myself mm. because – yeah, I want all these things. And like rationally, I'm like, I don't want to just settle for the sake of settling. Like I know what I want is, you know, not unrealistic. It's, it's out there. And, um, I think it's really hard, especially in your thirties to not have that creeping voice kind of come up being like, okay, but like maybe do you lower your standards? Are you being too picky? Like, that's the kind of stuff that it's kind of at war in my head sometimes. And listening to that episode, really kind of shook me back and it's like no fuck that like I want the three now do I think you get all three right away no do I think that it might take some time to figure out if the three are going to be there yes but within that time don't just what was I saying before we started recording it's like don't mix up things maybe taking a while to develop with like and then completely ignoring the things that, like, the actions that you don't like. Yes. Like, um, don't, and I think then another way of thinking about that is, like, um, don't invest in the idea of someone. Thank because you. Because you think, that, <laughs> yeah, because you think that it could turn into something. And I think yes. that's where I've always gotten so stuck in the past, like, mm-hmm. of, you know, you get, so, yeah, my classic trajectory is, like, you go on a few dates, you start to get it kind of obs- not obsessive, but like really into this idea of like who you think this person likely is. And then you start to ignore the behaviors that you dislike because they don't, they don't um, reinforce the person that you think they could be. And I actually, yes. I saw a TikTok recently of this girl who was like, we, all these women need to stop dating people because they think they might turn into the man that they want to be, that they want them to be in like five years. Like, Mm-mm. and it, Mm-mm. it like hit me so hard. I was Mm-mm. like, fuck, you're right. And that's, it's so scary. It's, I, um, I think too, for both of us, we both only both recently gotten back into proper active dating to get into that, I feel like you really got to do something to like get it up. And it's almost like you go full steam into it. And now that we're in it, it's almost like, okay, take your foot off the gas. You don't have to accelerate quite as quickly. Okay. Like you can kind of pull it back a little bit and start looking at your life as a whole. And dating is now just a component of it. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, some people, when they're dating, one way that they do that is they just schedule a lot for themselves, right? Like they schedule, like make sure they're going to the gym, they have activities, they see their friends, they do all those things. And like, I would recommend not stopping doing those things. Yeah. Like going back to the summer episode we did where we talked about planning our summer, I'm still actively looking at the plans that I want to have for the rest of the summer and the things that I want to do. 
completely aside from anyone that may or may not come into my life or whoever else may or may not be around to do that with. And I think that's a very healthy way of approaching it to of approaching it. And I know for some other people, one of the ways, and I just can't, I can't really talk to more than like two or three people at a time um, or like date more than two people at a time. Um, Some people will be talking to like 10 people, like having a full roster of people that they're, they're, engaging with and that helps them to really kind of figure out what they like and don't like it's just that's not for me personally yeah Yeah, I think it's kind of like when you were talking about you know getting so laser focused and going like full steam ahead with dating like it actually reminded me of work sometimes where you're like so in it and you realize that you're kind of like like we both work in marketing So I'll give you an example. Like we have a podcast, I have a podcast for work as well and it's been doing pretty well, but with summer holidays, it's difficult. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Basically we haven't been having as many guests. So I've kind of been like grappling with like, okay, who can we get on the podcast? How can we repurpose our content? And I felt like I was on this hamster wheel of being like, we just need to do it. We just need to do it. We just need to do it. And, um, I sat down with, some someone else on my team today and I was just like listen we need to stop doing this because the the content isn't good we're just trying to to fulfill this idea of having one guest a week and I think we need to like press pause and reevaluate if this is even the right thing and I think that's kind of the like mentality that I can get into with dating where I'm like okay quality over quantity let's just fucking go and it's like no we need to you still need to be checking in with yourself and being like okay is it even worth me spending a Wednesday evening of my life where I need to take care of myself after a long day of work and I have other plans going on is it actually worth me going on the state do I actually am I even interested because I think that there's that like you're clutching at the potential or the possibility yeah Um, and obviously that's like a first date. I'm not suggesting that like, you know, if you go on a a date with someone and you really enjoy it, like you shouldn't keep going, but that's definitely something I've been reflecting on too, because when you start to get into the mentality of going on dates and, you know, being like, I am actively dating and I am looking for someone, you can sometimes end up on the hamster wheel, which historically, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it, it works. I know it's a numbers game, but you know, I, I've been on a lot of dates where I'm like, why am I here? But you also don't want to crash and burn with yeah. dating, which I think both of us have done, right? Um, another, again, I was listening to her on the way home, but she was also saying like, listen, like say yes to things, but leave if it's not fun. Yeah. So if you go on a date with someone, sure, but if you don't have to sit there for four hours with them. You don't have to sit, like you can stay for a drink, be like, it was nice to meet you and go on your way. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing too, that you have to almost give yourself permission to try things and then let them go. No, that's a very good point. And um, it's funny because I was talking to my dad a little while ago about dating and, um, you know, wanting to do all these things and like getting back online. And he's like, Cole, just live your life and he'll show up. And I think that's actually, it's annoying advice at times, but the way that I would actually look at that is like, continue to do the things that make you happy. Leave your house. First of all, that is a caveat to this. You cannot just like live your life and never do things. Yes. <laughs> but like 
find like for me, get out golfing, you know, go for walks, go to coffee shops, go to dinner, see my friends, go out with my sister, like live my life, but like be open at the same time yeah. for whatever's gonna come across your path, right? And I I think a lot of the a lot of us over the last few years because of COVID relied so heavily on dating apps because you really couldn't meet people other ways. And I think we need to start thinking less dependently on online dating and more as like, okay, that's a piece. That's one way we can meet someone, but it's not the only way. Yeah. Yeah. I think in terms of like thinking about that feeling of like, how do you get off the hamster wheel or how do you get out of that feeling of being like so swept away? I mean, I have like a couple things I do or I'm going to try to do more that help Mm -hmm. me. Is there anything for you that you're like, this brings me back to earth or to myself, I guess? Maybe, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Oh, about what? About the things that you're going to do. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, I was just thinking about it today when I was prepping for the episode. I think, like, there's something about saying things out loud to the people who love you that, like, immediately allows me to understand where I'm at. Like, so I'm sure we've all, yes. I'm sure we've all been there where it's, like, Well, and also I live with two of my, like two of my closest friends in the world, so they can read me like a fucking book. But if I'm like, you know, I go on a few dates with someone and I'm like totally fixating on them. And then they're like, how's it going with whoever? And I'm like, okay, yeah. So we like went to this place and then like, you know, we went back to his and then like this happened and then this happened and, and then I'm saying it out loud and I'm like, holy shit, like that wasn't great. Or like, or they feel safe enough to be like okay like actually like did you think about it this way or have you considered that maybe yeah. that's not an ideal way for them to handle it or like you know what did you think of this behavior and or what do you think of the way he he said this thing and like I think while it's hard for friends because they don't want to have too strong of an opinion I think when you're starting to date someone they want to make sure that you feel safe to bring things up I do find that like really trying to talk it through with people or even just saying it like saying like this is my perception of the date always reminds me or journaling it yes or journaling it although like I can never manage to get myself to do that so the friends thing is easier for me but if journaling is better for you then absolutely that's a great way of doing it Oh yeah, I have a hankering to journal tonight. Like I'm gonna cook my dinner oh. and I'm gonna sit down, light a candle, and just give it. Love it. Yeah, no, I'm so bad at journaling, but uh, I think that definitely helps me. Um, I think another thing that helps me is like actually I can try and psychoanalyze way too much. So like on the t- I, because I have social anxiety, I end up in a situation sometimes where I'm like, and and so many people have social anxiety, but you're over analyzing every sort of interaction within a date or you're like you know also prioritizing small things that happened on a date in your brain and being like well he couldn't think this because he did this or that kind of thing I think for me the best thing I've learned to do is just check in with how I feel as opposed to what I think 
So being like, how do I actually feel inside my body? Like, do I feel really anxious? Like, do I feel like he's not going to text me back? Do I feel like, you know, I'm worried about what he's thinking of me? Or do I feel pretty secure? Do I feel like I'm hot and funny and cool? Like, I think there's always that, like, to come back to is like, just sometimes if you're not checking in, you don't even have to be checking in on like, this is what I think of this person. But really quickly just being like, okay, how am I feeling about myself or how am I feeling about Does the- this feel good in my body? Yeah, does this feel good in my body? Um I think I like a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um I haven't had a I haven't had a naughty joke in a while on the podcast, so I know that's impressive. Yeah, I cleaned it up. I think those are my main um my main thoughts. I think those are good ones. Yeah. For me, it's just like journaling, checking in with yourself. And then also like, I think when it just starts to not feel good or it starts to feel really draining energetically, my recommendation in the past would have been hit pause. Mm. But now I think it's almost like shift the weight. Okay. Like maybe you've you're weighting it as like this thing that has to be like your primary focus right. in your free time. And okay, we don't want to stop dating. We don't want to like completely put it on the back burner, but like maybe it's not, maybe it's like a 10% thing. Yeah. Maybe it's something that we're going to give, you know, 20 minutes a day to. I think like that's really maybe smart. that's how we're, we're approaching this and that's how we have to, to recalibrate because to your point at the beginning, you know, we just need to keep that momentum going, but not at a risk to like our mental health. But I do think stopping completely, it's so much harder yeah. to start back up again then. You're so right. It's like so going to the I think gym. It's re- like any habit. Reweighting some of your priorities and like figure it out from there. Are we um, experts? Well, I think until we both – are both dating people in our thirties properly? So you're saying I think no. we are. So you're saying no. No, we don't have any degrees or like we just have experience and trauma. That's it. Yeah. Scar tissue. <laughs> Honestly, scar tissue. Fuck. Okay. Well, on that note, I am gonna go because I'm absolutely exhausted from my date last night. I really want to treat myself tonight and give myself a yummy dinner and then journal a little bit because it's what I am craving. So I'm going to go do that. What are you going to go do? I'm going to pour myself another glass of wine and watch Below Deck Reunion. I love that. I love that for you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.